give you some ASS. Yeah. ASSMR. Asthma. Ass. What are we doing? We're recording a show. Oh, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the show that we're recording. <laughs> this is the, the third episode of Dual Senses, and I am Stephen Morrow, and I'm joined by the one and only Miles Morales. Oh, my. I really like that nickname for you, actually. What were we talking about? What, what spurred we, that we idea? We were talking about Miles Morales. I mean, yeah. And then I... I realized that Morales... But, like, how did I... What spawned you to give me the name? Like, I just, what, what does... We were just talking about Miles Morales. Alice. Mm. It just seems like it works. I mean, it does. It's catchy. I'm it's clever. Fucking what with are my you sleeve. doing? I'm trying to roll my sleeve up, but it's... I can't do it. technical difficulties here? This is the most technical of difficulties. I believe it. Ladies and gentlemen... This, this episode is special, and I want to kick this off before we get into any kind of news. Special just like me. Oh, geez. Uh, before we get into any news, I, I won. We need to have an intervention of one Stephen Thomas Morrow. I'm still fucking with my sleeves. He is, but like this is... Ladies, gentlemen, I need everyone to really chime in and show your support for Stephen. Hold on, why? Uh, Stephen, you have a problem. What did I do? Ladies and gents, <laughs> the creaking of the, on the creaking of the chair. This is important. Uh... <laughs> Steven calls me on November 11th. I've been off work all day. And it's about 6 o'clock. Oh. And he oh, asked me he asked me if I could hang out with him for a bit. And I go, yeah, sure, everything okay. And Steven's like, well, uh, I've heard a, a thought that there might be a PlayStation at this store I'm going to. No, it was confirmed. There was... An extra PlayStation. It was an all-digital uh, PlayStation. Um, one left. No one had claimed it. No one said anything about it. So Steven wanted to take the chance to go for it. So we asked if I'd hang out with him at the store until, you know, it launched. And I wanted I was, to camp out outside. He, he wanted to camp out outside. And you know, normally, that's fine. You know, I was thinking, like, yeah, sure, that's fine. I got work in the morning, but, like, I'm not going to be up super late. Not a big deal. So I say, yeah, sure, let's go for it. I don't necessarily see the point. Uh, you know, if they're not, are they, and then, but yeah, I'll support you. And then he then affirms that, well, they're not doing a midnight launch. So obviously my next question is, is okay, well, then what time did they open? And he tells me regular hours. And I'm like, Steven, that. Which was 10 in the morning. That, that's 10 in the morning. I have to be at work at 8. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's all for it and i'm like don't you have work and he goes yeah and i'm like what time do you have to be at work i had to be at work at 11 at 11 and i'm like what well 10 30 and i'm like what is the point like they're not doing a launch like i don't can't you just like we know the person that worked just give him your card and have him pick it up they weren't and unfortunately that person wasn't working that morning so i then affirmed to steven i'm like steven it's it's if they're not doing a launch I mean, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it. Like, it's the middle of a pandemic. You know, you'll be sitting outside, and his obvious response is, like, well, I'll be distanced. I'll have my mask on and everything. But I'm like, yeah, but, like, people are going to wonder what you're doing outside of this retail store at 11 o'clock at night, especially them knowing it's on the eve of the PlayStation 5 drop. So, like, at that, you're, you're create you are then instigating a situation where people will gather. Like, no one's gathering yet, but they, them seeing you will entice them to do this. Well, so 
long story short, though, yes, I was heavily contemplating doing this thing, and then I decided not to uh, because there were systems available, like there were rumors that systems were going to be available online at like specific times. No, it wasn't rumored. That was confirmed. There were going to be systems available online. Well, okay, so confirmed for like one website, and then there were rumors for some other. We had like several tabs open. Yeah, there there was definitely Uh, a a system here. So we had a bunch of different tabs open and everything, and we were trying to get some of these systems that were allegedly available. They were available, Stephen. This was not a room. They had systems. It felt unavailable. Okay, that's fair. For me. Yeah. but, uh... My point of this, Stephen, is that we, we've now... This is the third episode. Two out of these episodes so far, and I'm sure it's going to happen again. You have threatened a crime to claim a PlayStation 5. Yeah, but here's the, here's the problem. You talked me out of camping out, and if I had camped out, I would have a PlayStation 5 right now. Stephen. I would have a PlayStation 5 right now. Because I went to that, that location... In the morning, mm-hmm. there was one person ahead of me in line, and then somebody came out, and they were like, we have one system left uh, that is not pre-ordered, and then they, they looked at the guy in, uh, ahead of me, and they were like, hey, do you want a physical disc version, or do you want the digital? And he was like, physical disc version, and then they were like, oh, well, we only have the digital, and then that's when I was like, yes, this is my chance, and then he's like... I'll take it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I got in my car. I drove my ass to Dunkin' Donuts. I got so many donuts. So many donuts. And then I went to work. And every single time that I went online to try to get a system, and then I wasn't able to, I would eat a donut. And by the end of the day, I had no donuts left. <laughs> So now I am PS five less. <laughs> I am morbidly obese. You're not morbidly obese. I feel morbidly obese. From eating donuts, I've watched you eat bags of Halloween candy in a sitting. But eating donuts made you feel more morbidly obese. Yeah, because this was was eating out of depression, not happiness. This was eating out of not being able to get a PlayStation five. So anyways, I wasn't able to, to get a PlayStation 5. I'm sorry that I've let everybody down. Uh, who, who are you letting down? I promised them. I said that I would have a PlayStation 5 at launch. And then you also prefaced it with another comment where you pretty much said that you would not have one. Yeah, but I, I just don't want to be a liar. You literally said one thing and then the exact opposite, covering your bases. So if anything, people were confused. I'm, I'm a complete shitbag. Wow. Because I lied to our audience. And how can I call myself a diehard PlayStation fan when I couldn't get a PlayStation 5? Which brings me to the next issue. Why was it so goddamn hard? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was was difficult, honestly. So the process of getting my PlayStation 5 when I pre-ordered it, uh, which was day of announcement when pre-order first started, that process was easier. And I had better luck on on websites getting through certain points than on actual launch day. But... I imagine that comes from site traffic, um, between how confusing it was for people to figure out if pre-orders are going to be available that day when they first announced it, because it was yeah. very unclear for about an hour or two, um, whereas it was pretty concrete. PlayStation 5 were going to be live for pre or for pickup 
like to purchase on the 12th. Like that was the day. So I think everyone and their grandmother knew that PlayStations were going to drop that day. So I think that was an increase in problems as well. Um, I also think bots and scalpers. Bots and scalpers are a huge deal. Yeah, that is also a very big problem, Uh, Uh, which is unfortunate. I'm about to get a little angry. So for those of you listening with children... Um, just go ahead and just just plop your your hands. Over I also their highly ears. recommend not listening to this show with children. Uh, no, this is a family show. It is not. Um, so I just have a message to uh, not really the bots, but the scalpers who created the bots. Uh, yeah. Um, or use the bots. Are least. are the hands over the ears of children? There's okay. No, I, I, don't, I think it'll be fine. Okay. Fuck you. Oh oh my. <laughs> Absolutely okay. fuck you. I hope. You get run over by a truck slowly. Slowly. And I hope it's a truck full of PlayStation 5s. And I hope that they all fall out but are not harmed. And I hope that all the people who could not get a PlayStation 5 step all over your squished corpse and they grab the PlayStation 5s for free. And you're just dead. Fuck you. Every single scalper, every person who got a PlayStation 5 solely for the purpose of selling it for like a thousand plus dollars online, you are the destroyer of dreams. You are the reason... For wars, fuck you! Wow, I, I I don't I don't think reason for wars is I don't think that one. Destroyer of dreams. Obviously. World War Three starts with me not getting a PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I like to go back to the prior intervention that was being mentioned, where Stephen would more than likely make a, a crime or a threat on the show due to a lack of a PlayStation Five. Exhibit A. I think it's time that we move on. You can remove your hands from your children. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. That sounds awful. Just, you know, stop touching your kids right now. Stop. The ears. You can can... unmuff your kids' ears. Thank you. Unmuff. That's what I was looking for. Oh, my God. Unmuff the children. Again, highly encourage you probably don't have your children listening to the show. This is a family program. It is not a family program. So, Alex, what have you been playing? Steven, I'm glad you asked, buddy. <laughs> uh, I've been dabbling a bit of Splatoon 2 still. Some Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most recently, uh, I've been playing Astro, Astro's Playroom. There it is. On the PlayStation 5, which we'll get more <laughs> into that later. Uh, as Also, um, Rachel, um, huge fan of Bug Snacks so far, so I've been watching her play that. And uh, I dabbled a little bit in Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, yeah, it's been a good time. All these on PlayStation 5, by the way. Uh, Splatoon on PlayStation 5. No, well, that one's on the Switch, but <laughs> okay. right. uh, Astro Bot, Bug Snacks, yeah. Spider-Man on PlayStation yeah. 5. Yep. Fuck you, dude. You played it too. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm okay. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be be real with the listeners here. I'm not that perturbed that I didn't get a PlayStation 5. Um, perturbed. I, perturbed. That's a, that's a word, right? I think so. Perturbed. How do you spell it? I think it's P-E-R-T-U-R-B-E-D Perturbed This is important, hold on Make Yeah, perturbed P-E-R-T-U-R-B And then perturbed And what does perturbed mean? Make someone anxious or unsettled Subject, a system Ha Moving object or a process to an to influence tending to alter its normal or regular state. 
Okay, so so I'm not I'm not too perturbed that I didn't get a PlayStation Five, uh, mostly because I haven't really had a lot of time to play video games lately. Anyways, uh, because most of my free time has been spent trying to get a PlayStation Five, uh, <laughs> but also you know trying to get the podcast going and everything. And uh, yeah, so it's it's fine. But also, uh, I have a wonderful close friend named Alex who has a PlayStation 5, and I can always go and visit him and spend quality time with him uh, and steal his PlayStation 5 when he's not looking. No, so, no, again, no, you're not stealing it. Uh, By all means, you can come over. I can play his PlayStation under supervision. Yeah, at this point, yeah. And uh, it'll be fine. That's right. Okay. It will be fine. So that's so that's kind of where I am uh, <laughs> right now. Mentally unstable is where he is at, ladies and gentlemen. I've actually been playing uh, a little bit of Sayonara Wild Hearts. Ooh, because on iOS or are you playing on their PlayStation? On PS4. Okay. okay. Uh, just because it's like, it's really short. I only play like a few songs at a time and the songs are like a minute long so it's just what do you just think like... of it i'm really interested in it. like I have, I have apple arcade but i want to play it on a playstation and i think what i might do with a lot of indie titles is as they're launched on apple arcade try them that way and then if i enjoyed it enough and i want the trophies eventually go down the road of actually purchasing it on the playstation uh i feel like it's it's an easy platinum oh so sure. there's that okay okay uh, so i'm a little bit mixed about it because i I enjoy the game. I think it's beautiful. I think the music is nice, but it feels just more like an interactive music video in a way. Yeah. For like this, like sort of like pop album, this like nice little electronic pop album. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice, but it doesn't. It doesn't have its hooks in me. Like mm. I like playing it to sort of relax, but um, I was hoping it was going to be kind of more along the lines of the way that Thumper made me feel, where I was, like, I was absolutely obsessed with trying to perfect the levels and things like that. But playing through this, I'm noticing that I don't care about the rank that I'm getting or the points. Mm. I just like the visuals and how it sounds, and it's just relaxing. That's cool. So, that's and that's a big deal for you, because you, as a music game aficionado, very much pride yourself on getting whatever top rank is available in that game, no matter how hard it is, whether it be Guitar Hero to DJ Max Respect. You very much strive to get that top rank. So for you to say, no, I'm okay with just experiencing this, is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like Sayonara Wild Hearts is less of a music game as much as it is it's a game that's with very, music. it has like a high sense of musicality. Okay. But like it, it it's not very gamey, which is fine. Like yeah. it's, it's fine. It's a nice relaxing experience. I'm enjoying it. Uh, just very slowly getting through it, even though it's only like a two-hour experience, hmm. if that, honestly. Uh, but it's it's still nice. I still recommend it if you're at all interested. If you watch a trailer and you like the way that it looks and sounds, then I recommend that you play it. If you have Apple Arcade, just play it there. And then if you get obsessed with it, then you can go ahead and do your, uh, you know, get your trophies on PlayStation. But. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the thing that I've been dabbling in every so often. But um, other than that, I haven't really been playing much of anything. Uh, just 
you know, editing the shows, getting them up. Uh, I've started having dreams about playing the PlayStation 5. Oh, jeez. Uh, Astrobot visits me in my sleep sometimes, mm. uh, and he takes me to this magical realm, uh, and, mm. we, and we play uh, PlayStation games together. Wow. <laughs> and then I, he, like, turns and waves at me with his stupid little smile, and then I wake up, and I don't see him again until I go back to sleep. Because I don't have a PS5. You you still could see Astrobot. You own Rescue Mission. So I know, but I already platinumed Rescue Mission. So you can't go back and play it again? That's too much work. Because it's VR. True. I don't want to hook all that up and then you know, do the thing and then and then not be rewarded for spending time with someone that I love. That's that's just a waste. <laughs> oh, okay. If I'm not getting a trophy, it's not worth it. Well, you heard it first here. <laughs> Steven gives no fucks about Astrobot if there's no trophy behind it. It's a sad reality for a trophy whore. <laughs> it really is. Oh. Like, there are times when I'm, like, really... I love the idea or the concept of a game, and it gets announced, and I'm excited, and then I find out it doesn't have a platinum. I'm just like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the most Steven-esque Steven Morrow video game on, on a PlayStation console, but if it does not have a platinum trophy, you, you can just say, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, this is why, if, you, if you're a game developer, fucking put a platinum trophy in your game. Just do it. Like, there's no, there's nobody telling you no, and if they tell you no, just do it anyways. Really? I mean, yeah, there's no real reason. Like, the, the, play, the trophies are up to the developer. Yeah. Not, you know, And put trophies in everything. Put trophies in the YouTube app. Put trophies in the Hulu app. No. Do it. No. Why X- not? Xbox did that with Netflix, and I think actually YouTube and Hulu at one point. Let's just and do it. And it, it didn't amount. It was what was the point? All it meant was that you watched it. I want to get a platinum trophy for watching cringe compilations on YouTube. You should be detained for doing that, regardless. Not a trophy, but huh, I digress. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, I have played some of the PlayStation Five while hanging out with Alex, and obviously Alex has played some PlayStation Five as well. And we are going to share our first impressions. But first, let's go over some news. Yeah, it's a small bit, not a whole lot. Um, first and foremost, we like to correct uh, something we realized upon using the PlayStation Five. Uh, the PlayStation Plus Collection is not redeemable on the PS4, but the games are downloadable and playable on the PS4. Users will need a PS5 to add the games to their library. Uh, so what that means is that if you were to go on your PlayStation 4 catalog and were to see the PlayStation Plus collection or go on it via the web browser or the app, if it does not register that you own or attached to a PlayStation 5 console, it will not allow you to redeem those games for free. Yeah, and this is this is not the regular PlayStation Plus games. This is the PlayStation Plus collection, which was the list of like twenty, yeah, 20, 20, 20, 20 games. PlayStation Four mm-hmm. games. Uh, we went over that I think on the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I tried to redeem that because I have PlayStation Plus and I know that they work on the PS Four. I tried to redeem it through the mobile app and I couldn't. Uh, and then I was you know doing some searching online and it turns out that you can only access the games to redeem from the PlayStation 5 console. However, once you do redeem them and add the games to your library, you can still play them and download them on your PS4. You just have to initially redeem and add them to your library on a PlayStation 5. So, if you have PlayStation Plus, you want the PlayStation Plus collection, 
but you don't have a PlayStation 5, try maybe seeing if you have a friend that has a PlayStation 5 or... Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's really the only loop. That's what that's we have to do here. Way, yeah, yeah I, it's... So I get why. Like, I, I get it. It's because that is typically... The, the, the target audience for the PlayStation Plus collection are people that did not own a PS4 and are now purchasing a PlayStation 5 and want to experience what people would call the essential PlayStation 4 games to play, especially on the PS5 where they may have a boost... Um, whether it be resolution or updated gameplay or things of nature that really make it pop on the PlayStation 5. Um, so PS4 owners more than likely already own at least half of these games, no joke, um, because they are, the, again, the essential PS4 games. Uh, but at the same time, it's slapped in the face of those PS4 users because if it's not being charged extra to earn to have those games via PlayStation Plus, why not make it redeemable across the board? It, yeah. That's the confusing portion. <clears throat> I think it has to do probably with money, uh, because I mean they they pay the developers yeah every time that something gets downloaded I'm sure, so uh, it's probably just to make sure that it's a small pool a smaller pool of people redeeming these games, so I mean I, I get it but also come unfortunate on, come on I want to celebrate all of the awesome games on PS4, so. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like the idea of these being available to everyone. And still, there is hope. There is a workaround. You just need to find somebody with a PlayStation 5 and just, just log in on their, on, like, make a like, new profile, log in, redeem them, and then that's it. You're yeah. Done. Uh, yeah, it doesn't take long, though. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's really, it's my favorite portion of the PlayStation 5 so far has been how quick and easy the PlayStation Store has been. But we'll get, again, more into that later. Uh, yeah. Next up, Steven. Uh, yeah, so on the PlayStation blog, there was a, a big-ass FAQ. Uh, on It was just like a blog post with all these frequently asked questions. They went into details about a little bit of everything, really. Yeah, they, they cover just about any kind of nitty-gritty questions you may have had, how to adjust the system or what would work on the system, what wouldn't work. They how answered to... questions about the accessories, like headsets yep. and... Uh, like the uh, camera, uh, 3D audio, shit like that, all kinds of things. Yeah, which is nice because a lot of the news as to compatibility and things of that nature on the PlayStation 5 have been kind of spotty throughout you know the year. So having one hub page for that that's e- easily accessible and easy to read and understand is nice. I suggest anyone working retail, especially those working in a video game retailer like GameStop or anything like that, take a look at that list. By no means, I would, you probably don't direct, like, memorize it. But get familiar with it. That way, if you do have a question and a customer walks in, you're ready and prepared to answer it. And it always looks really cool when you are the expert of like of a certain console of some sort in your store. Because one, people will go to you, like customers and empl- other employees, because like, hey, you're the guy. So be the guy. Be or the lady. guy. Be the lady guy. That too. Whatever uh, floats your boat. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and we're not going to go through the entire thing because it's a big ass. Yeah, it's, it's a long one. Uh, but yeah, so if there's any like weird, specific, or like technical questions that you have regarding the PlayStation Five, uh, just go on the PlayStation blog. You can see all of those questions are answered on there. Uh, but yeah, uh, but in other news, there was a a new PlayStation Five uh, advertisement that was released, and kind of kind of thrown in there were some. 
uh, like release windows for games that I don't think we had release windows for before this. No, no, we did not. So um, a lot of them big exclusive, of course. Uh, and these games we knew were coming, but games like Ratchet and Clank, uh, Rift Apart, where a lot of people thought like that's coming like extremely early. Um, it still could be, but now we have a confirmed window of first half of 2021. So we know sometime, at least by the end of summer. Uh, Returnal was the same instance, uh, which is, you know, more than I thought. I didn't think we'd get that game as soon as we were. I figured it'd be announced, we'd forget about it, and then, hey, boom, hey, don't forget about us, and it's here, and it's releasing, like, in a couple months kind of situation. I figured that might be a fall title, but here we are getting it first half 2021 as of right now. Uh, another one being Gran Turismo 7. That's also coming first half of 2021. Um, and then, really, the only thing that's coming in second half, if I remember correctly, was Horizon Forbidden West. Second half of 2021? Yeah. Uh, so, I, I found that interesting, uh, because a lot of people also expected that to be coming early into the PlayStation uh, 5 launch window. So, what else What else can we expect this year? This year, I don't expect anything else exclusive-wise. I think everything will be third-party. I think the exclusive-wise, we've got what we've got, at least when it comes to big AAA games. Of course, like we have the indie titles that are launching on PS5 for the first time that they announced, like Haven. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Haven. So that game I. looks great. Yeah, I think Haven, uh, Tim Tim. It's like a romantic and, journey. Uh, Tales of Midgard. All of those games will be exclusives, but again, they're not like your Assassin's Creed, your Call of Duties, your Spider-Mans. You know, I don't think we will see another one of those until 2021. Uh, and even then, I still think we'll have a break in between there because I don't think we'll get anything in January. Destruction All-Stars is coming free via PlayStation Plus in February. Yeah, and I, February I think they want early. to leave February open to where that game can kind of get its market. Uh, and then March. March, I think, will be where we see a big hitter like Ratchet & Clank or Gran Turismo. Um, and go from there. PlayStation does a good job of split, spreading out their first-party games to yep. not kill themselves. Once they get so, going, it'll be like every probably every other month there will be like a big game. Yeah, much like Nintendo did with the Nintendo Switch launch, where it was every quarter. I would I would say there was a big title that would dominate that entire quarter. So I'm honestly fine with waiting until 2021 for a lot of these games. Uh, oh yeah, because I feel like. A lot of people aren't even going to be able to have access to a PlayStation 5 and until I, and then anyway. And I think that'll be another big thing, too, is that I think PlayStation recognizes that they are they are creating a high demand for a product that's just not available everywhere right now. So putting out a bunch of stuff now... Exclusively. Yeah, when it's not going to get the numbers they want would be a terrible move. So yeah. I think they'll wait until they're comfortable knowing how many PlayStations have actually shipped and how many have actually made their ways into people's homes. So when they start seeing a, a concurrent user base and giving them that idea, that'll be a big factor into those release dates we see trickling out. Yep, and actually, speaking of people buying games, um, I know this is further down our list, but I'm going to just go ahead and skip to this. I mean, yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's a big deal when there's a big install base because it allows for some special things to happen as far as game sales. And recently it was announced um, that Ghost of Tsushima has set a new record as PlayStation's fastest-selling original PS4 exclusive, with more than 5 million copies sold since its release in July. And this is according to PlayStation Worldwide Studios head Herman Holst. Uh, but, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, especially a game like that. It, coming from a developer like Sucker Punch... Is brand new IP. Brand new IP. The last thing they did before this was uh, Infamous First Light, and before that, Infamous Second Sun. Um, 
So it's nice. And I kudos to Sucker Punch also because I think out of all of the big PlayStation like faithful developers, so I'm talking Insomniac, uh, Santa Monica, um, Sucker Punch, Sony Band, they do the most with creating with creating one very big and very new IPs, but then also making them solid hits. Yeah. We saw that with uh, Sly Cooper. That was a hit, big deal. They made the three games, and then they were done. Infamous, same deal. New IP, did extremely well, hit their three games. A couple spinoffs here and there, they were done. Ghost of Tsushima, um, people are anticipating some sort of a sequel. I don't know. I haven't finished playing it, nor have I really done... I, I opened it out of the UPS package it came in, finally. Wait, you still haven't actually played it? No, it's still in the plastic seal on the shelf behind us. Fuck, you gotta get on that. I mean, that'll also the big thing for me is when I got it, again, PlayStation 5 on the horizon, it now has boost capabilities on the PlayStation yeah, the 5. Yeah, 4K, 60 so frames. So I am like, I'm ready. Okay. That That's what you should play after Miles Morales. That's probably what I'll go for, honestly. I think I'll do that. Well, I, I'll finish Horizon and okay. then. Okay. And, right, then and then after Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2. Depending on, you know, if I have time and money to purchase it. But, Last of Us Part 2. Okay. Because that also got a play- PlayStation 5 update. Uh, it's using the adaptive triggers. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so That's going to be awful. So I don't think we're going to get... I think that... I, just the reason why I said that's going to be awful is just because that game is so brutal. Yeah. That I'm just going to feel, feel even worse. I, I think... And I think that gives me a sense of knowing, like, it's okay to get a PS4, that PS4 version because we won't get a PS5 version. Like, why add adaptive triggers into the PS5 upgrade of Last of Us Part Two? Yeah. I honestly feel like... I feel like Naughty Dog is just ready to move on to a new thing, especially after, like... I can imagine working on The Last of Us Part Two is exhausting. Or, yeah, th- th- just they they were literally looking up like uh, live leak footage of like people getting horribly disfigured to accurately represent like dismemberment in the game, and it it's just fucked <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I would I would probably want to do something lighter and happier after doing yeah. The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, and I'm hoping that their next game is a little bit more, like, in the vein of the tone of Uncharted, where See, it's like more lighthearted and, and nice. And honestly, I while I do think they'll take a break, I don't think they'll be developing anything until they want to start probably the next installment in Last of Us. Again, don't know, haven't played the second one, don't really know anything, but I'm assuming it'll have a third installment. Um, I don't know. So who knows? But. We'll find out. I'm ready for their their sci-fi game. I'm ready for it. I think they're going to make something sci-fi or something with superheroes. That's my bet. No. I could see sci-fi. Superheroes? I don't know. Sci-fi? Yeah. I'm thinking sci-fi superheroes. That's, I mean, super, that, superheroes kind of fit into the sci-fi Like, think genre, so Incredibles in space. A Naughty Dog game. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't, that's what I'm, that's I don't, what I'm imagining. I don't think Incredibles because it'll be a single-player experience. I don't think it'll have that four-player drop-in, drop-out co-op kind of deal. That's what I think when I hear Incredibles. Uh, I, so just, I think it'll be I just player. think Incredibles with a, with a good such cast. A, it has such like a good like world. It like There's so much more lore behind the scenes in The Incredibles, I feel. Yeah. like It, it just feels like a dense 
Like, it could have a lot. It could yeah. be its own universe, for it, sure. It's so... It, Incredibles is great. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> shout out to Incredibles. Yeah, shout out to Incredibles. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, another small bit of news. The PlayStation 4 now has remote play for the PlayStation 5, which means you can now control your PlayStation 5 remotely in your home as long as everything's connected to the same network via your PlayStation 4. Which is nice. Nice, yeah, totally cool. I don't know why the fuck you'd need to do that. I know why. Expound. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to leave you hanging there for a second. Uh, So, if you get a PlayStation 5, but you still have the PlayStation 4, a lot of people are going to use the PlayStation 4 as like a a secondary media hub. Like, let's say you have a TV in your bedroom. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I did. I moved my PS4 into our bedroom. So, you don't want to have to like lug the PlayStation 5 all the way to... uh, another fucking room but uh let's say that you just randomly decide that you want to do something on your playstation 5 on that ps4 now you can just use remote play and boom you can do it see bada bing bada boom and that's true that's a good point but for me the biggest thing about the ps5 is the controller so like i feel like i'm losing out on an experience using a ps4 to play what if you're playing like a ps4 backwards compatible game well, that would make sense, but if it's a PS4 backwards compatible game, why would I not be just playing that on my PS4? Because you got the boosts and the... But you won't see it because it's being streamed over your internet. You won't see it. That's fair. Like, I don't it, know. It, it, the, literally, the only reason would be because you don't want to leave your bed, but at that point, you're still missing out on the PS5 experience. That's still a good reason. So... I, I, I just... I like options. I get it. I it like is a nice option. It it's nice. It's a... I'm sure there's going to be like one or two instances where you're going to want to do it throughout the entirety of the time that you have this system? Personally, probably not. I never use a remote play on the PS4, so I do not see myself okay. using the PS5. But I can see the convenient factor behind it. I just think I have... it'll be like a 2% of the actual install base throughout the life of the PlayStation 5 that Ooh, actually okay. uses this. idea. You want to buy a game for that PS4, but you don't want to use the god-awful store on there and you're too lazy to leave your bed, so you use remote play... <laughs> to access the store on the PS5 because it loads so much faster. Why can't you just use the app on your phone? Your phone is broken. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped your phone in the toilet. There's no reason. There's just not a, re- a valid reason besides, like, it, we just wanted to do it. Like, that's really all I can think of. They just wanted to do it, and that, that's fine. Like I said, yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's out there. It's just like, who the hell's going to use it? I, so I have, uh, I have used my Vita... To remote play the PS4 while I'm in bed. But that makes sense. But not to play a game. I would literally just use it to... uh, I would, like, download things from my uh, game library. Mm -hmm. And then I would start the game and then exit out just so that it would add it to my trophy list. Oh, dear God. So that the trophy advisor on PSN profiles would be updated. And so I would do that in bed because I wanted to be cozy... And then I would do the thing, but I didn't want to have to like go all the way. You could to always the thing. just you know play the game. Well, I just wanted to add it to the trophy list so that I could see like I like I like the idea of seeing all of the things that I can play and then having a thing tell me what to play. That I, sound, I know it's weird. It sounds like work. Yeah, it was work, but it was work that I don't know made me feel good in the moment. Did it? Because then you got stressed. I remember this. You, I remember like talking to you how stressed you were about your backlog because you kept adding things. I'm like, if you stop adding things, it's no longer visually telling you to do this thing that you haven't started, so you don't feel that pressure. I, I felt good in the in the moment. While I, I was in my bed on my video, it was fine. Uh, 
and then right after that, I fell down. I was saying, like, it's a very short moment, but okay. <laughs> I've also I've started a new thing. So instead of doing the trophy advisor, this is a pro tip for people who are fucking insane, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think anyone does this, but you. Uh, but I, I started a new thing. So instead of doing the, the trophy advisor, f- for those of you who don't know, on psnprofiles.com, you can see all of your trophies, and the trophy advisor tells you the next easiest trophy to get out of all of the games that you've started. It's kind of nice if you're a trophy whore. But there's another website. I think it's like timetobeat.com or something like that. It'll tell you how long it takes to beat a certain game. And it's mostly for like speedrunners and shit like that. But you can add games to lists. And uh, they have a specific section for your backlog. And so I put all of the games that I don't have all of the trophies into the backlog. And then there's a little button you can press and it'll pick a random one for you to play. So it's basically a random name picker. But what's nice about that is you also see how many hours on average it takes for people to finish the game and then to platinum the game. And then based on whatever game it it pulls up, uh, like if it's a game that I'm only interested in the story for, but I don't care about the trophies because they're insanely difficult or they have online trophies, then I'll be like, okay, how long does it take to beat the game? And then it makes it a little bit easier to plan, like, my day, or to be like, okay, I, I can play this game throughout this week, and I know that I'll be able to finish it by the end of this week, or something like that. But if I look at the Platinum, and the Platinum only takes, like, one hour more, then I'm like, okay. So it's an easier Platinum, or at least it's it's not going to take as much time. It's just nice. It's just another stupid little thing that... It, it gives more information, and I don't know why, but I, I find it very satisfying. That sounds stressful. That sounds like work. Like, that sounds like more work than the damn trophy list. Well, I was totally... Advisor, sorry. I was totally adding all of these games to the backlog list while I was at work. Uh, so it was it was less stressful because I was getting paid to do this. But now it's more stressful because I think my boss listens to this show. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I love you. Man. Don't fire me. I, I don't think they're going to fire you. They're, they're definitely, there's definitely a, different, a disappointed face <laughs> being made. This is the same job where I spent an entire day in the back room trying to get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh, is this just a Stephen tell-all where you're going to tell it yourself? Oh, what you do at work that you're not supposed to be doing? Uh, spoiler alert, every single podcast that I have ever done and ever will do is probably just a thing where I admit all of my shortcomings and all of my flaws. It's real bad. So check out the podcast with benefits, because... <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I don't. So I don't mention his name, but there's a story where I say I won't mention his name. Just so you know, that person is Alex in episode one. So... I should apologize to you too, Alex. I will never fucking forgive you. <laughs> Ever. I just want you to know that. I didn't expect it to happen. It was an accident. <laughs> Moving on. Um, let's see. PlayStation's Japanese market may be getting smaller. So what we mean by that is, is PlayStation's always had a good strong foothold on the Japanese market because, well, for one, they're a Japanese company, but they also used to have their headquarters in Japan. But up until recently, uh, their headquarters now moved over to California as they were trying to grab a stronger user base uh, 
in the in Western audiences, so the U.S., Canada, and um, in the U.K. So in that instance, I guess they've had a lot of Western influences as to how they want to do things, how they handle business, and what games they really focus on. Uh, so much so that now the Japanese market in sales is decreasing. Um, it's a similar fashion with with Xbox. Xbox has never had a really good audience in Japan due to them really catering to a lot of Western audience games. Like these mm-hmm. games, you know, in Japan they play a very different type of game. Like J- RPGs, which in Japan, which in the U.S. or other areas may be called JRPGs, just depending on the style, uh, are extremely popular. They're top tier. They're right there. Um, and there's a lot of other other quirky games out there too that you know, garner a huge audience. Whereas in the Western audience, they just don't. We dominate things with games like Assassin's Creed, games like Elder Scrolls, Fallout, uh, Call of Duty. Those games don't necessarily make much of an impact in the East. Uh, So it's big to hear that PlayStation's losing that ground because of how strong they've capitalized on it. I think it comes from that, and with Nintendo, with the runaway success they've had with the Nintendo Switch, um, that game... It that's probably taking up a bunch of it too, but yeah, that's um interesting. I feel like Japan has always had a larger like mobile market, anyways, like mobile gaming mm-hmm. and uh, portable gaming, which is why I think the Switch is doing great over there. Yep. Uh, but also, I feel like game the game the video game industry as a whole has been kind of leaning more into sort of Western sensibilities in terms of. Um, like just certain things with game design we borrowed a lot of elements from a lot of like traditional japanese games just because that's i mean that's where the industry really started yeah that's where it was Uh, but uh now i feel like when you think of the biggest powerhouses in video game development and video game publishers the big names that come to mind are western Mm -hmm. like they are they're not Japanese companies. Uh, so I think that's the biggest explanation for that. Also, uh, side note, people live in smaller spaces in Japan, and the PlayStation 5 as a console is so fucking huge. It they probably can't massive. fit it in their Holy apartment. hell. Like, <laughs> it'll take up the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, a big system. It's a big boy. Big old boy. Mm-hmm. With that popped collar. That popped collar. Pop collar boy. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Last bit of news. Uh, and again, So while this is big, I'm happy for it. I am grateful it's being done. Um, but again, not huge in the grand scheme of things. And well, it's a big thing for you. It is a big thing for this me. Is, I, this is the thing that, that you were most concerned about, it seemed. Yeah, so I'm hoping this sets a trend and a precedent. Uh, Insomniac uh, Games announced via Instagram that the Spider-Man PS4 save data will now carry over uh, to Spider-Man Remastered on PlayStation 5. This will be coming via a patch update aiming for a Thanksgiving drop, so here within the next week or two. It will also add three new suits to Spider-Man on PS4. So the three suits that were coming as new additions to Spider-Man Remastered will also now be available to Spider-Man PS4 users, which is cool because they shouldn't be shorted just because they had trouble getting a PlayStation 5 system, which sounds like majority people did. Yeah. So 
Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's cool. I hope this sets the precedent because now that we know this is the second game now to do this via a patch update, I'm hoping more and more games figure this out. Big question, though, is oh. as we know, Spider-Man Remastered is going to have a separate trophy list than Spider-Man PS4, thus meaning people could earn another platinum trophy for a game, for a game they've more than likely already played. Mm-hmm. With this exported save file, we do not know if the trophies will pop retroactively. That's true. So you could have a game you've completed 100% on your PS4, transfer the save file to Spider-Man Remastered, we don't know if those trophies will pop and you'll get your platinum automatically. We don't know. Um, I actually tweeted at Insomniac for this, as well as a number of other people did, when they announced this. And while they were answering questions regarding other trophy-related things in the game, they would not answer, will these trophies pop retroactively? Which makes me think that you will have to, regardless if you export your save, start a new game, whether it be New Game Plus or just a new save file in general, to earn the trophies for Spider-Man Remastered on your PlayStation 5. Yep, that's what I would bet too. Because, I mean, if they're not answering the question, it's probably because they believe that the answer is bad. Yeah, they think the answer is going to cause more unrest, and people will demand for that too, and then they'll have to probably pony up and do it, or figure it out if it's possible. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't mind... I don't mind. Yeah. You're getting more trophies. That's cool. And and it's motivating. Like, why would you spend an extra 20 bucks to get this game not to Not to actually... Yeah. Yeah, enjoy... Because, I mean, from what I've seen, at least, the the visual enhancements are substantial. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, substantial. It, It is big. So, I don't see why... Yeah, if you are going to upgrade to the Ultimate Edition of Miles Morales and you get Spider Man Remastered, you by all means. Oh, it you owe it to not only yourself, but you owe it to Insomniac to play that fucking game. Like it took them work and time and effort into building Spider-Man Remastered and making it as gorgeous and as fluid as the game is showing itself to be. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you should just get it and then not do like give show them the praise, give them the kudos. You may not even like it. I don't care if you play 20 minutes of it or you beat the entire thing a hundred times over. But at least show, give them the time of day. Give yourself the time of day to play the game and experience it. Don't be an ass. <laughs> that's like your slogan. Don't be an ass. I mean, that's what, seriously though. I mean, it's like, come on. We, we as a people bitch and complain about so much we think we deserve or want, this, that, and the other. And then when we get it handed to us, it's tossed to the side. Like, okay, cool. With how many games we get for free from PlayStation, with the free upgrades to the PS5 versions we're getting, which by all means they don't have to do, the least we could do is at least give it the time of day to at least try and play the game. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, you download how many titles from PlayStation Plus a year for free and how many of them get touched? Give it at least five minutes. Go through and play it. I'm not saying you go through and play it right away, but like, if you're bored and you don't know what to do and you don't want to play a game you know you've played before... Go through your library that you've added PlayStation Plus games and try it. There's so many amazing hidden gems. There's so many things out there. And a lot of them are a ton of fun. Like, you would never think it. Like, you'd never think looking at it like, oh, that's not my type of game. And then you go in and like, holy hell, this is great. What's a, what's a PlayStation Plus game that you weren't expecting to enjoy, but you tried it and then you ended up falling in love with it? Hmm. I mean, on, I'd say this most recently uh, would be Towerfall Ascension. Like oh yeah that's I've, right. We Rachel and I have owned that game via PlayStation Plus for years. 
we were looking for a co-op game to play and like this is a regular thing for us we like let's find a game we can play together and it's hard like we don't know we don't know and we google a list i'm like oh i don't know i don't know either i like it or she doesn't this that and the other and then one day we just bit the bullet and play towerfall and we played it for two weeks straight it was great so yeah you get moments like that yeah i mean it's it's really awesome i i think like i feel like um I feel like most of the games that I play on PlayStation Plus, I end up enjoying to yeah. some degree. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe every episode we should highlight some kind of like hidden gem that people probably have for free if they've been redeeming their games. Uh, I don't know about well, every episode. Only because like there's gonna be times where we haven't played the PlayStation Plus games yet to know. Because we're well, playing I mean, some I mean, also thing. the backlog of PlayStation Plus games. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, like, throughout the There are so many. Yeah, there's a lot. So we can definitely... Okay. Yeah, I'm done yeah. with that. Find so, a thing. first one, Towerfall Extension. Yeah, there we go. Cool. So if you... As long as you've been redeeming your, your games and adding them to your library or whatever, uh, since the dawn of the PS4, right? That was, like, around PS4 When In the instant game collection? No, sir. That was PlayStation 3. When Towerfall Ascension... Oh, Towerfall Ascension was... No, that was PS4, yes. Yeah, okay. So for Towerfall Ascension, um, it could be in your PlayStation Plus library, and you might have forgotten about it. If not, it's probably cheap now. Yeah, they're cheap. And cross-buy on Vita, just saying. Vita and PS3, I think. I don't know about that last part, but we can look into it. But even then, on the Vita. But yeah, it's great. It's fun to play with friends. Uh, Lots of shooting arrows and killing people with one hit. Yep. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So play that. Towerfall Extension. That's your homework. Steven, on this glorious day of November 15th, 2020, yes. you and I went hands-on with the PlayStation 5. Yes. We played Astrobot. Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom, sorry. Um, we watched Rachel, Rachel play Snacks. I, I played about did 10 play. seconds. Yeah, okay. I played 10 seconds of Bugsnax. She is fully engrossed in this. She's in the most comfortable position she could be, and she is focused on capturing these Bugsnacks. She's in, what is it called, Snacksburg? Snacksburg, yeah. She is in the world of Snacksburg. That's right, and she's going to be the new mayor. Like, I'm fully convinced she will be... <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Shout out to Taft's. Ale House for making one of the greatest porters with the Maverick chocolate porter. I love it. I'll drink it all day. I feel like do it. So far, every episode I have had to edit out some burps. I'm just gonna leave them in. Yeah, leave them in. Fuck them. Fuck it. You're gonna. Yeah. I apologize to the listeners. You're just gonna have to hear Alex burp. Oh, I'm. Yeah, that's what they have to apologize for listening to. That's what we need to apologize to them for listening to. Yeah, because everything that I do is perfectly fine. <laughs> I have I have done no wrong on this show. Unless you're a fucking scalper. (laughs) Not just scalping, but it's fine. (laughs) Uh, What were your thoughts using the PlayStation 5 for the first time? So, uh, initially, I would... I mean, so, just to set the stage. Mm -hmm. I walked into your home, and Rachel was playing Bug Snacks. And that's that was the first game that I saw actively running on a PlayStation Five. Okay. I, uh, not the most impressive first thing to see. Nope. Visually. No, no. Because no, no. uh, it's bug snacks. Everyone looks like Muppets. Whoa. Uh, but I mean, the game has charm and everything. And then, uh, 
yeah, I was just kind of like watching her play and and, and really just trying to figure out what the fuck that game is. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it's uh, good for them releasing it for free because I don't think anyone could explain what the fuck's happening. Yeah, but I mean, it's it it looks interesting. I'm yeah. still excited to play it. Um, but I think the my first hands-on experience with the PlayStation Five was when Rachel handed me the controller so I could feel the adaptive triggers, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that was cool. I like I like the triggers a lot uh, because basically, like, if there's any resistance to what you're doing in the game, the triggers can simulate that basically, and it's it's really cool. It's like um, if you are, I don't know, if you're squeezing something, there's resistance when you squeeze it based on how squishy it is, and the triggers can can simulate that, and they do a pretty good job of making that feel legit, and so that is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that was my first hands-on with the DualSense actively playing a game. But yeah, so that was my first hands-on with the controller actually having the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback and everything, and that felt nice. However, uh, the first, I feel, real PlayStation 5 experience that I had was Astro's Playroom. Yeah, and true. That game, oh boy, what a gem. So far, I think that's the best game on PlayStation 5. So, I, I agree in a sense. I think based on what I've played. I've played well, I've based on what I've seen in person and it's only been 3 games so far. Yeah, no, and, so. I, and I don't think you're wrong. I highly recommend as someone who was very keen on making Spider-Man the first game he played on PlayStation. I think playing Astro's Playroom first on the PlayStation 5 is the best move any new owner could do. Because it is... I don't know if everyone owned a PlayStation Vita. If you didn't, you should have. Um, there was a game on there called The Welcome Park. And The Welcome Park really just kind of walked you through, step by step, in a fun manner, what the Vita was capable of, what did what, uh, but at the same time, you know, making it enjoyable. The Welcome Park did not necessarily make it a big, enjoyable experience. It felt like just a demo of what like the Welcome Park do. was kind of more of a collection of mini-games that showed yeah. all of the input methods and stuff. But Astro's Playroom is... It takes that concept and builds on it tenfold. Yeah, it's a full-fledged game. Yeah. I mean, it's short. It's like a condensed, full-fledged game. Yeah, but what, But its purpose, its initial purpose in the entirety of it, is to showcase what the DualSense controller can do. Um, between the haptic feedback, the adaptive triggers, the motion detecting, all of it's there. The little speaker. The speaker, the microphone, the microphone all of it. it. It uses every aspect of that controller and executes it expertly. So I don't care who you are, what you're doing. If you own a PlayStation 5, you need to play Astro's Playroom first. Yes. And if you didn't play Astro's Playroom first, play it now. Right now. Listen to this podcast. Well, no. You need, you need 100% of your attention on Astro's Playroom. Yes. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, play Astro's Playroom. And enjoy it because that game is is a gem. It is so full of charm. Astrobot, when he turns and smiles, he does a little thing, and oh my god! <laughs> and like my favorite thing about the game, I know I mentioned this uh, on one of the previous episodes. Uh, I think it was the first episode actually. Uh, how uh, Astro's Playroom sort of uh, 
pays like tribute to a bunch of PlayStation it games. It celebrates and, PlayStation. Yeah, uh, but actually playing it, it it feels like it is yeah just a celebration of PlayStation history. Even even the shitty bits, even the eye toy is celebrated in here. Even the SingStar microphones, everything multi tap for PS2. It's great. It's really great. And like there are moments that seriously made me all misty eyed. And I know that's not hard to do. That's what but, I'm saying. Like that doesn't take much at all. But so far, it's the only PlayStation Five game to make me all misty eyed. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. But really cool game. Highly recommend it. And it's free. It's pre-installed on the system. So yeah, cool. like when you boot up your console and you get done with the initial setup and everything, you get a little pop-up notification that says Asher bot installed. I love like, it. It's great. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm in. Um, but, Steven, the game that got me like all jazzed up, Yeah. ready to go. Yeah. So much so I put the disc in the wrong way. You did put the disc in upside down. It's <laughs> a side note. It makes no fucking sense how the PlayStation 5 is like displayed. So where the disc drive is on the right side, if you're facing the console, you would think that you put the disc with the label side up. As if you were to lay the PlayStation 5 flat, you would think you'd be laying it on the flat side with the disc drive on top. But no, you lay it flat with the disc drive on bottom. I have my console standing upright. So without thinking about it, I put it in the wrong way, thinking that would make sense. I was wrong. So when you get a PlayStation 5, you insert a disc, I guess I should say insert the disc backwards because that's the proper way. <laughs> it, it, it makes no fucking sense. When you get, if, you get a, if you have a PlayStation 5 or if you get a PlayStation 5 and you put a disc in, you'll know what I'm talking about. Because it, it doesn't look right. I don't understand it. Why would you want the disc to be on the bottom? One thing but, that I do like is the error message that came up specifically said you might have the disc upside down. Which means it tells me that they probably fucking know that it was going to be a thing people did. Yeah, well, I'm glad it doesn't, like, immediately break everything. Oh, yeah, that's, it doesn't that's like, good. just shut the whole thing down and brick it. Yeah. Um, or that just it's stuck or anything like that. Um, but, anyway, so the game that got him so excited that he fucking put Sp- the disc in wrong. <laughs> Spider-Man Miles freaking Morales. Otherwise known as Miles More Alex when Alex is playing it. It's great. Like, a game, gameplay is... It, it doesn't do anything... I'll say this. It doesn't do anything gameplay-wise that expands upon what the, 28, the 2018 version of Spider-Man did. By any means. But it is gorgeous looking. Well, also, you only played it for like You're right. I only minutes. played it for like 20 minutes. I did the so. first 20 minutes of the game. But even then, like, the web swinging, the combat, all very familiar. But at the same time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Um, well, it, it looked good. It sounded good. Yes. The, it was the dialogue. The dialogue was great. How cinematic that game. I highly recommend, and I think everyone would agree, if you play this game, you play it in fidelity mode. Don't do performance mode. Okay, I understand the 60 frames is nice. It does look cool. Will I play around with it? Yes. But that game deserves to be played in fidelity mode with the ray tracing and everything else about it because it is stunning. Well, it I, is gorgeous. I think if you want to play the game in performance mode, then by all means, you know, play, no. play the game however Don't, you want. No, however, you're playing it wrong if you do it in performance however, mode. However, I, I just want it to be known the developers made the fidelity mode the default. They probably did that for a reason. They did, and then they tweet about it. When you read any instructional video or developer commentary on the game, they talk about the fidelity mode. They don't talk about performance mode. Mm-hmm. So, but the game, the game is beautiful. It it looked fluid. Uh, I was surprised by 
how much I love the soundtrack. The music. Oh my god. I don't know what it is, but if you have Miles Morales in anything, in any medium, you make sure that music is fucking top tier. Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, banging soundtrack. Hands down. I did not think I'd get that out of the game because of like budget, this, that, and the other. I don't think I'd do that. But the game opens up after the the first big fought boss fight where we're really introducing you, opening up to the game. The track absolute banger like i guarantee you i'll probably listen to it as soon as steven leaves my house it is solid i i mm. like mm. one one thing that i like about it is the soundtrack really separates it from the other spider-man game yes where the the original one was more like orchestral mm-hmm. and this one is a little bit more like electronic and i i just really dig that yeah electronic with a hip-hop vibe a very urban feel yeah if you know what i mean um God, i kind of hate myself for saying that it's okay but it's i feel like that a universal one. Everyone gets will get what I'm saying when I say an urban feel. It sounds it sounds cool. It's yeah. really awesome. I like it. Uh, but yeah, so those those are the games that we've experienced uh, mm-hmm. so far. Uh, obviously, we have quite a bit more that we yeah, can experience. Yeah, I I the weekend kind of got a week away from me. So let me tell you about my launch. Well, not launch day, but the console arrival day I had. Uh, didn't it start with cats? Yes, so my cats, is particularly one, has been on this fucking tear for the last two weeks. And he's he's always been, a, you know, he's a sweet, innocent little guy, but at the same no, time, he's not. He's not, even then, he's sweet and innocent, but he's the most destructive fucking thing in the process. Like, he constantly wants to be cuddled, he doesn't like being left alone, this, that, and the other. So when he is, he freaks out and goes ape shit. I can't lock him in his carrier at night to keep him from doing things because he shits himself because he's scared. Like, it's like, good God, like, there's no winning. I can't do anything about it. Like, I've tried everything. It is what it is. So lately he's been waking me up like, and I think it's because of the time change. I think it really throws him off. Oh, yeah. So he expects someone to be up ready to go. So it's four or five in the morning and he's like, come on, you're supposed to be getting up for work. You're supposed to be feeding me. I'm just imagine a cat snapping in the and corner. It, yeah. And I'm like, oh God, you're driving me fucking nuts. So I now to the point where I've just adjusted my sleep schedule to it. I wake up, I do things around the house, I get ready for work or I just watch TV depending if I have to be at work or not. And so I check my phone. I get a notification from FedEx saying, hey, console's arriving today between 10 and 2. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I hope it's here closer to 10. I think you actually called me that morning. I I did. Hey, getting the PlayStation today. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting the PlayStation today. I didn't think I was getting it this soon, but it's coming. So I'm cleaning the house. You know, it's 4 in the morning. I'm doing this, that, and the other. I get... While cleaning the house, I move my PS4 Pro from my living room to the basement, into the game room, and I take the PS, the PlayStation 4 Slim that was down here into our bedroom um, and get that going. I open up space for the PlayStation 5. I get it all ready. And by then, it's like, by the time I'm done cleaning the entire house, it's 9 o'clock. I'm like, well, I guess I should just start drinking. I'm ready to go. Like, let's Jesus. do it. So I crack open a big old tall boy of uh, some platform brewing, you know what I mean? And people are going to start to think we have a problem. That's fine. It, it's a, it's fine. We're making a fucking PlayStation podcast, okay? There's probably something wrong with this to begin with. Um, but what are you trying to say? I don't know. I was getting out that comment, but I'm sure the people listening to this know us in some aspect, some shape or form, and they know there's something wrong with us. So like, and if they know me, they also know I don't give two shits. So it's fine. I wake up. I crack open this Green Martian platform beer, which is delicious, by the way. Green Martian. It, it, oh, it was top tier. 
Uh, and I hadn't eaten anything. I had, again, been up for five hours at this point. So I get a little buzzed. And I'm starting to get hype. Like the hype, knowing in an, possibly an hour my PlayStation will arrive. And when so, Alex gets gets all hyped up, he starts making animal noises. I just go, you know what I mean? I just go, I was ready, you know? He just turns just, into an animal. I am a savage beast. And this is what happened when he called me. I just heard like a lot of animals. Just animals. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like walking around my house. I'm just going nuts. And <laughs> just, I, so you turned into the cat. I was, yeah, you I, I into became the cat. The cat. <laughs> you, you just started making all this noise. I became being annoying, shitting yourself. A, I didn't shit myself, you, but you, I was a feral himself. beast. Okay, I'm in my house. Shitting I'm going himself. nuts. I, there was no shitting. Okay, no, I did shit, but not on myself. Um, anyway, okay, okay, and I'm doing this, and I see like in my window, I hear like that. You know the noise? How you know a bus is in front of your house? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Rest. It's Saturday morning, so ain't no fucking school buses, Steven. Oh. That FedEx truck's outside. And I am me, like, I stop and go, I'm like, it's here, boy. So feral animal you is ready to go. Runs out, throws feces at the UPS man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm waiting. And I, I'm, I'm not shitting you. I'm standing behind my door waiting for this UPS driver to drop this box off and go. And the moment I hear that truck take off, I kick that door open and I grab that bad boy. And let me tell you, it was a big fucking box. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in my house. I'm like, let's go. Um, I go upstairs. I tell Rachel, I'm like, hey, um, PlayStation's here. Just letting you know. And she immediately responds with, have you started drinking already? And I'm like, that's not important, okay? The, the PlayStation's here. Do you want me to wait until you wake up to open it? And she goes, yeah, I'd like to be there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I'm waiting, and you know she's been sleeping in because you know baby developing and whatnot. So she's tired, um, and so that's fine. So I just like I'm just getting hyped, and I'm ready to go. Finally, you know we get the box open. I'm ready to put it in its spot. I've got a home for ready to go. And this, this son is, of a this bitch. This is my favorite part. This is my favorite part. This he cleared a, an entire cubby like, for this PlayStation I Five out system. A whole fucking shelf. And this bitch was still two inches big to fit in the goddamn cubby. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, mind you, I don't even have the stand on the PlayStation on the console at this point, because I forgot it came with one. Uh, so I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I had to, like, pull my TV just a smidge forward, like, to where it's, like, now resting on the edge of the shelf mm-hmm. to put my PlayStation behind the television. So you don't even see it. You just see this empty shelf where my DualShock, char- <laughs> or my DualSense charging stand is, is two controllers. That's it. <laughs> It's a really big system. It, it's massive. It's a big boy. About the size of my torso, honestly. Like, if I had to compare it to something, like, it's the size of a human torso. Yeah, it, it's about the size of the entirety of me. Not the entirety of you. No, the entirety of me. All right. I am a PlayStation 5. That's the plot twist. You could... Never mind. Nope. I'm not touch it. I've got a solid state drive and... Inside of me. <laughs> I don't. Oh god! I, I, I just have a problem. Yep. I. Yep. Speaking of problems, um, do you have any 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 critiques or criticisms regarding the PlayStation Five? Other PlayStation Five. I mean, yes and no. So I mean, it's a new console, so obviously there's some kinks in there. You know, we had an instance where we were running a PlayStation Five where it just slowed down at one point you were in the playstation store and it just didn't work anymore yeah um, that's that's actually that's what i was gonna mention because we 
we talked a bit about the games that we played, but we didn't talk as much about like the user interface. Yeah, uh, or our mean, experience with it. The the first thing I played with with the user interface when I turned on the console was I went directly to the PlayStation Store because PlayStation has a long storied history of the store being slow, clunky, and just absolute ass. So I was like, let's see, you know, how fast this console is. If it can pull up this PlayStation Store right away and keep it smooth, I'm sold. So I go in, I go to the PlayStation Store logo, and I click X, and nothing's happening. And I'm just absolutely confused as to why nothing's happening. Lo and behold, I'm already in the fucking store. And I'm like, holy hell, I'm, I'm already shopping. I'm here. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is, is right there. Yeah, it's right there. You don't even have to load anything. Yeah, it's, it's just already ready. It's like it's integrated into the menu. So that was pretty slick. But again, it had its moment when Steven was using it, and then when I used it, where it just kind of stopped. But we. Yeah, it's like as soon as I touch the system to go <laughs> into the user interface, it like, it immediately just shit itself. It, I, I don't know, I don't know why, and I'm. I, I'm sure that there's some like weird thing going on in the background, and hopefully this isn't a trend. But uh, like I, I went into the user interface and just nothing was loading, and I was trying to redeem my PlayStation Plus collection games so that I could play them at home on my PS4, and it just completely froze. It didn't, it didn't crash. Like it didn't turn off or anything. It just wouldn't load anything at all. So we had to actually manually turn it off and restart the system. And then it was smooth. It was fast, it was smooth, it was fine, it was as if nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's an anomaly, I don't know if I just did something wonky, I have no idea. But, um, but that did happen, so with that being said, when that doesn't happen, I feel like the user interface is great, it's snappy, it's sleek, it's, uh, it's fast. But the fact that that did happen does kind of worry me a little bit. I mean, I'd be more worried knowing that it wasn't a launch console. And, like, I don't think a lot of... I think, with especially the year it's been, how much testing can go into making sure these consoles work, running into any errors and things of that nature. I, I was... There was bound to be some issues here and there where it's lag or something just doesn't process right, this, that, and the other. So I think... What we ran into will be patchwork, you know? I think we'll see some updates. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Hopefully it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was the only time so far, and... Because it, was, it, it, it wasn't just, like, on the PS4, it takes a while for the store to load, or the media tab to load. It was like, the system stopped. Yeah, like, the background was still going, as if it was going to pop up a new menu, but it just didn't move forward. Yeah, it was just non-functional. Yeah, it and still registered sound when you press the PS button or try to back out of something. It will let you know, like, you can't use this function here. The little uh, stop sign or sensor sign came up letting me know, like, hey, this function doesn't work here. I'm like, okay. So, like, it's recognizing it's that I'm trying to do something. Yeah. Um, but that would be the biggest issue I've seen. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, that was the only issue. Right. Was that happened once, and then uh, reset the console, and it was... I didn't even power it off. I put it in rest mode and turned it back on. Oh, okay. So... So, a soft reset. Yeah. Uh, but it was, like, a minute. Yeah. A minute of us figuring out what to do, and then just, I guess, putting it in rest mode, turning it back mm -hmm. on, and then the issue was solved. So, it's not the end of the world, but um, 
Yeah. Mind you, it did this with the disc inside of it backwards the entire time. So that is true. Yeah. And maybe that had something I to do. I wouldn't be surprised. I was just trying to load that up, and I just couldn't figure it out because I'm a fucking moron. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So how do you feel about the interface overall? I think it's smooth. I think it's good. I think finding things like trying to find a game. That's been my biggest gripe, is trying to find my games. Like, you can go to your library, but it pulls up everything in your fucking library. Like, PS4 digital games, PS5 digital games, it's all there. Is there a folders option? I don't remember. I haven't played around with it enough to see if there is. Um, I imagine there probably is something. But even then, like, recent games, like how on the PS4 when you turn it on, the game you play the most recently is there, and it has, like, and then in descending order. Mm -hmm. On this... You have to go to a button. It doesn't necessarily say it's... It doesn't scream, these are last played games. I don't recognize it until I hover over it and it shows the game I played last. So that's where I know. I'm like, okay, I go here because Bug Snacks was the last game I played. It'll take me straight to it. So kind of doing that. That's interesting. Because like seeing the user interface, I just assumed it was at the order of most recently played. Right. I just assumed that. And I think, and this could also be on me, I haven't used the little tile system yet, the progression in the games, as we saw in the user interface video that they showed in the PlayStation blog, um, where I kind of pull up, and I'll try that next, and see if that's in order of what was last played. So I feel like now, if I go to do that, as Rachel's playing Bugsnacks, it'll be Bugsnacks stuff. And as do you I think that's forward, in the, there's like an option called the switcher. Do you, do you think it could be in there, where you can switch between games? Uh, yeah, I, I think it could be. So, like, that's, I think that's what I'm alluding to is if I press the home button in the middle of a game, mm-hmm. or the PS button in the middle of a game, it'll pull up the tiles, like, where my progression is with this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But I think that will go into sending order going by most recently played. Okay. So right now it'll be bug snacks, and then as I go further down the line in those tasks, I'll see Spider-Man-related things, and that's what will jump me into the game right then and there. So I don't necessarily go straight to the home menu and select a game via the icon like I am used to with the PS3 and PS4. Little quick menu. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it'll take some playing around with to get used to it, but I think I'll figure it out. Yeah, that's that's the main thing is I really enjoyed the design of it. I thought it it looked and felt nice to use, Mm -hmm. but it's new. Like it's new. So even though it's inspired by the PS4 and the PS3 user interface, Things are in different places. I think we just have to get used to it. Yeah. Because uh, it was it was hard for me to intuitively know where to go immediately. Like, I had to ask Alex where the trophies were. Yeah, um, I, the fact that there's no dedicated trophy button, but you have to go to your profile to pull up your trophies. I don't like that. I want to see my damn trophies. Right, like, boom, right there. I do think it makes sense, though. True. Putting it on the profile. Oh, and, yeah, it's definitely a, a good placement having, for it. And also, if you think about it, the trophies are integrated into the cards. So True. the trophies are always present mm-hmm. in the little quick menu, too. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. And I'm sure the user interface is going to get some tweaks with updates and things. Just like how they added folders to the PlayStation 4 and, uh, you know, different functionality. Yeah. Uh, some of it better than others. <laughs> like the fucking media tab. Which, by the way, the media tab on the PS5, we did try that. Yes. Uh, we went to the media tab, we hit YouTube, it loaded immediately. We did not have to wait 10 minutes like you do on the PlayStation 4. So, that was nice. I do recommend, and issue with caution, the media apps, a lot of them have not been optimized for PlayStation 5 yet. 
Oh. So there are reports of some of them having some errors and some issues. Okay. Um, I do recommend, if you have a smart TV, use your media apps in that, uh, because typically they are formatted and broadcast better signals. There's less interference between it going from one thing to another. Your television has it built in. Like, I don't use the Netflix app or the Hulu app or Disney Plus app on my PlayStation and haven't used it in some time since owning a smart console, or smart television, sorry. And I do it directly from the television. It looks better. It runs better. It has more options because the television is telling the app directly what the TV can do. So, like, if I go to my PS4, my PS4 may not say, like, oh, yeah, you have these Dolby Atmos Vision things you can watch or whatever, right? Oh, Whereas okay. your television, like, it has it built in. So it's like, yeah, it's gonna do, we're going to do this. We can do that. The PlayStation may not recognize that or whatever console you're using. So just a heads up. That's a good tip. Yep. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's 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 do a, a thing that I don't know if I necessarily agree with. <laughs> okay. So far, I know we've had limited experience, but so far, your experience with the PlayStation Five on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? Ooh. I don't like numerical ratings, by the way, but it's fun sometimes. And I, while I am okay with numerical ratings, I prefer a one to five scale. Um, I feel like it's more fair, personally. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just think about it. Think about it. If you hear a game... It's the fucking same. No, 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 no. Oh, but 1.5 no. out of 5. No, stop. Think about this. Just give it a 2. No, think about it. The perception of it. Think about it. If I say a game is a 3 out of 5, right? Yeah. Compared to if I say a game is a 6 out of 10. Yeah. I personally think a 3 out of 5 sounds a lot better than a 6 out of 10. Personally. Well, yeah, you're I'm, right. I'm just saying, like, in actuality, they're the same. Oh, no. In actuality, they're totally the fucking same. That's that's math. But, like, perception-wise, and what okay. people will hear, All right, if I say it's a 3 out of 5 now, compared to a 6 out of 10, a okay. 3 out of 5 sounds a lot I, better. I agree. I yeah. understand where you're coming from. So I prefer the 3 out of 5 scale because that gives people, I think people better understand, like, oh, okay, if I say 6 out of 10, games, or whatever it is, isn't bad. So, on a scale of 1 to 5, I give it a 4. <laughs> All right, so an eight out of ten. Yep. <laughs> okay. I think that's just. I, I'm serious. Like when I was having reviews, like I debated with it for a long time. Like, how do I feel? Seriously, like think about that. If I, how do I feel about that one on a ten point scale? And I'm like, if I say a game is fine, like it's not bad, it doesn't necessarily raise the bar by any means. Like yeah. in my mind, that's a six or a seven in my mind. Like the game's not bad. It's not broken. It works. It's functionality. It's on to play. I've enjoyed games that are you know, average on, like, five and four ratings. Exactly. And that, but if you were to shrink that scale down, say... Out of to ten. A, like, from from out of ten to one out of five, Yeah. if you say a game is two and a half, it's not bad. It's just, it's middle ground. It's there. Okay, cool. You yeah. say a five out of ten and a five point, immediately people think, oh, that game is shit. Like, why does it exist? Who developed this? They should burn. Like, that's the human perception. This is why rating things on a numerical scale is entirely arbitrary. Um, but with that being said, I agree with Alex. I think 8 out of 10. Yeah. Or 4 out of 5. Yeah. I don't think it's not perfect by any means. It definitely has its hiccups, but I think those hiccups will be fixed. And to be honest, we haven't seen the full power of what the PlayStation 5 can do yet. Because we haven't played Demon Souls yet. That's true. It is the only game that will be out on PlayStation 5 that is solely on PS5. We won't have another game like that until Ratchet and Clank. I think. At least big-wise, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 
Yeah. Destruction All-Stars. Destruction All-Stars, I think, will be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. But I don't think it'll push the boundaries of by any means what the PlayStation 5 could do. I think the first game to truly do that, gameplay-wise, visual, and sound, will be Ratchet & Clank. Gran Turismo, if it comes out beforehand, definitely visual and sound. Gameplay, I don't think, will be anything crazy. I think we'll have... I don't know. I, I really think that... Uh, actually, I want this to be said. I think that the star of the PlayStation 5 is the controller. Certainly. 100,000%. If mm-hmm. I was just rating the controller... 10 out of 10. Yeah. Honestly. It It's nice. It feels good. It The, the triggers, I think, are actually something that adds something to the experience. It is definitely more immersive. And I am interested in seeing that explored with developers more in a gameplay sense mm-hmm. not necessarily just oh well this is what it would feel like i like the idea of maybe that can be used uh sort of in in some interesting like gameplay mechanics uh which you know that we don't know what that would look like because you know that's up to the creativity of developers but uh i i think there's some cool stuff that can be done with this controller and i'm excited to see what is done but yeah. i think star of the show is the controller it's so awesome and I think that Gran Turismo, when it comes out on the PlayStation 5, the triggers are going to make that so awesome. And that's true. But I think as going forward, that will be the standard for a racing game. I don't think we'll see a lot of variation as to, as to how. Once we drive one car, right? Like, Gran Turismo doesn't go off-road or anything. It's all on a track. Well, I go off-road all the time. Oh, Gran Turismo. But even then, like... Anyone's experience going off-road will be the same. Where I think Ratchet and Clank is a game with the variance in weapons and platforming and combat. We will have a wide variation of what those triggers feel and like. And it's going to be beautiful. And it's going and Just it's going to be beautiful. What we've already seen. And it's going to have great sound. Yeah. So I think Ratchet and Clank overall will be the first real test of what the PS5 is capable of. Personally, well, we will we will definitely see. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but yeah, I recommend the PlayStation 5 if you can get it. But if not, it's not that big of a deal because right now most of the games you can also get on PlayStation 4. Certainly. Except for the best one, Astro's Playroom. Yeah, that's true. Can't get it on the PS4. Not there. Yeah. And Demon's Souls Remastered. We yep. can get it on PS3. Can you play that on PlayStation now? The original Demon's Souls? Yeah. Maybe. Imagine so. I don't pay attention to PlayStation now. Yeah, they haven't given, yeah, they haven't given me a reason to yet. It's got to be shitty on there, too. On what? Streaming Demon Souls on Oh, God, now. yeah. With latency and everything, I feel like anyone playing <laughs> Demon Souls on streaming it wants to That's fucking the real hurt test. themselves. That's the real yeah. Souls experience. Like, if you can play a Souls game on a streaming service with shit latency, like, by all means, more power to you. You're the true player. Yeah. Steven, I think that's all we got. Yeah. I just want to play more PlayStation 5 right now. Me, too. But I'm also very tired, so I might go to bed. But we'll figure it out later. I might push myself. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This episode of Dual Senses was recorded on November 15th, 2020, and was produced and edited by Stephen Morrow. Dual Senses is a product of More Than Friends, a platform for independent creators. Thanks for joining us on the third episode of Dual Senses. You can support this show and others on www.mtfproductions.com by clicking the donate button. Join us next week for Dual Senses, and thank you so much for your support by sharing the show with friends, donating, 
and rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. You're fucking awesome. Unlike the scalpers. I feel like they wait until we record to go shit. Could be. They always do. <laughs> it's always catch it. Did the cat leave? No? The cat's no. just sitting in there. Just hanging in there. Pinto. Bean? Oh, alright. I'm sure she's gonna hang out in there. Alright. Thanks for burying your shit. Appreciate it, buddy. You're a hero.